But when adversity hits is really when you find out the most about your team. I, uh, I always used to say it. I loved when we lost. You can't guard me in the paint. I'm an artist. See, I hustle on the floor. Call me Rick Ross. See the truth get it jumping like a tip-off. I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle. I'm a player, but my game be so official. Shooters and Troopers, welcome to another episode of the Hoop Troop. Got the fellas with me. We're going to talk some high school basketball in what was a busy week. A lot of games, had some makeup games, had some people scheduling the day of the game. Um, Larson, I think maybe we'll touch on that when and get to your guys' scheduling down there in Norwalk and how crazy that's been with everybody. But uh, got to welcome everybody in. Doug, Doug's how, how are things your way? Things are great in Pella. Um, the Dutch actually got a big win on Saturday for them, beating Rolling Story. So uh, that was good to see them finally get back on track. But yeah, things are great here. Good to hear. Larson, how are things down in Norwalk? Just de-thawing and, and uh, sounds like, you know, the sun, we're going to get some sunshine. So that'll be nice. That'd be nice. Get some warmer temps. The 10 day, I didn't see anything below 35. So I like the sound of that. And the rain will actually get some snow out of here too. So I'll, I'll welcome mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Tony, Tony, we had a few, a uh, few events going on this weekend too. I know you took in a lot of basketball. How are things over your wife? Yeah, very good. Kind of unwinding from a busy day of basketball uh, at the river Valley conference shootout yesterday. Uh, they filled the, or that Doug would have loved. Defense was optional yesterday up in Makokota. So I like to hear that. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Those events are, they're cool. Like some of them, I feel like I catch maybe a little bit late. And then I know we got one coming up next weekend, um, I believe as well, out in Waukee. Uh, and so it's cool. It's cool to get an opportunity to, to kind of get a bunch of games in one place and um, see what the state has to offer. Tom, how are things your way? Did you make the trip down to to DCG this past weekend? No, I did not make that trip. I uh, went up and watched the uh, uh, South Dakota State Jackrabbits yesterday in the uh, USD Coyotes, which is always a fun time. But uh, uh, no, a lot of, it's great to get basketball back uh, inside the gyms. It was uh, it was fun to be back. Definitely fun to be back and fun to get things going. I'm going to start right there real quick. Tom, these Crusader girls – Coming yeah. down, making a statement. I mean, uh, Dallas Center Grimes, probably not where they've been the last two years, but still a really solid team and uh, coming on the road and just putting it to them. Well, and again, if there's one team I've been right about all year long, it's been the Healing Girls. And uh, they've got three really, really uh, potent players and a lot of good uh, supporting cast around them. Uh, the Snoozy Girls uh, are probably as good a freshman as there is in the state at 5'11" wing player i think she's scoring over 20 brooklyn stanley going to northwest missouri state as a senior been around for four years and abby lee in the post at 6-1 and uh, i mean it's just if you get a girls team that, that in the 3-8 that's got that kind of talent um and then a great supporting cast around them that's that's a lethal combination yeah, I was I wasn't so surprised that they won. I was surprised by the score though. I came down and pretty much made a statement and dominated that one. Um but looking forward a little bit, Helen's got Lamar's. The girls got Lamar's this week. That should be that should be a nice little test too, yeah, right? Yeah, Lamar's girls uh, like I said, uh, they've got uh, they got a nice team at Lamar's. A lot of kids that have been around for a few years and and they always play Helen Lamar's girls are always a pretty uh, hotly contested game, so I'm looking forward to that one on Tuesday. Yeah, that should be fun. That'll uh, be interesting to see where they're at uh, with 
moving past that Dallas Center Grimes game, you have Heelan and Clear Creek of Mana. I think, is, as we mentioned before, they came and um, beat Indianola down here this weekend. But, uh, uh, yeah, be interested to see kind of how things shake out there in 3A for the girls. Um, with that, we kind of led into a little bit of it. But game of the week, Doug, I'm going to start – Started up your way. What was uh, the game of the week that jumped out that caught your attention, that surprised you, that you liked, whatever it was? It's your game of the week, and tell us what it was. Sure, I think I've got a couple of them here. I went over um, – Pella's game was canceled, so Pella was supposed to travel to Norwalk on Friday. Instead, so school was canceled. Norwalk decided they wanted to travel down to Pella because they like us so much to play Pella Christian. Um so I actually went to Norwalk Pella Christian, um, and I just love – I've watched Reddick Bourne play for four years, and Chris, you know how good of a player he is, but he he just – every time I see him, he impresses me. Just his vision on the court, he doesn't force anything. He's a teammate. Um, he's always uplifting guys, and I think all the teammates – his teammates look up to him in a way that um, uh, you want a senior to be. So – I took that game in. Norwalk um, actually was behind most of the game, pulled ahead uh, at the end, beat them by seven, I believe it was, seven or eight, hit some free throws late. Um, but also another game that, that jumped out, Kemper took down Chris Larson Christian um, by, I believe, 10 or 11. So um, those two games really, really stood out to me. Yeah, that uh, those those are good games. Like you said, with uh, Reddick, he just a super high IQ, and so it's just whatever he does, you can just tell that he understands the game on maybe a little bit different level. And whether he's scoring or not, um, that that definitely shines through in his game. And add that to being now a senior leader, definitely definitely helps the old Warriors. And so with that scheduling of that, so if I understand it correctly, because Pella did not have school, and so they can't have activities. Where Pella Christian, right. they still have the opportunity, right, where they can schedule if they see fit. Is that how that all kind of came together? Right. Yeah, I think private schools, I think, can do what they want. They don't have a written bylaws or anything. So um, I, I'm sure Dan Brandor's probably called the AD up there and said, hey, come on down, um, because Norwalk did have school. So I think that's how it works. Larson, is that? Yeah, any- it's just a specific Pella school board policy. It, it, you'll find that like a lot of different schools have different policies. And, and the way I understood it is they have some board policy that their superintendent has to follow. But obviously Pella Christian being private um, and we were late start, but we can still our board policy is such that we could still play if the weather does clear up. Um and so the three give give credit to the three athletic directors for kind of working that out. So Tuesday now Norwalk will play Pella where they were supposed to play Pella Christian, but wow. um, Norwalk hadn't played in twenty seven days. I think has to be a record. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I know we talked a little bit about it, but I was looking at that. Their games kept getting canceled, and just the way yeah. things are going together, it's like, oh my goodness, they're going to be a, over a month since they took the court. So Norwalk boys, I should say, girls, girls have girls played. played. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good, good, good. Um, all right, Larson, let's go your way then. What was your game of the week? What stood out to you? Yeah, a couple things. Adding there to uh, to Doug. Um, on the girls' side of that game, Bailey Birmingham had 40 uh, in against Pella Christian. And then kind of my uh, just Norwalk little section as a shout-out. They played another ranked team in Carlisle, and uh, 
got the win in double overtime to 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 get continue to kind of rack up some wins this year. So that was good to see. Um, and then on the boys side, the the games I kind of I've been trying to really dig into some three A stuff. Um, I'd say the biggest game that I got to to take in a little bit was uh, Grinnell and uh, Marion. Marion got the one point win and very quietly or maybe not so quietly depending on what part of the state you're in they have won five in a row and seven of their last eight since uh getting off to a little bit of a rocky start so uh they are playing much better and uh i know uh grinnell is is also having a nice year they're at 10 and 3 so really good game two teams at the top of the walmart conference there and uh uh, Marion's coming out with uh, a, a win that night, and um, is they have a big one this week with Solon. Flipping back real quick, the Carlisle girls, uh, is it the Camido? Camido, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what would you think of her for Carlisle? Phenomenal. She's, you, you just said it with uh, with Reddick, and uh, it's, it's fun to watch these kids who are uber talented, but also just have a really good sense for the game. And um, she does a lot of nice things, especially for a sophomore in high school. Um, they use her in a lot of, you know, high screen and roll stuff. And, you know, normally in girls, you can duck that and get away with it most of the times. She, I think, three times we tried to duck and she just pulled up right behind it and, and knocked them in. So um, and I would say not only that, she posted up a couple times. She's a really good passer. She's uh, she was really impressive. Obviously, we have. Uh, Bailey for Norwalk, who's a premier scorer in the state. And so it's fun kind of watching them go back and forth. She's, uh, they have Ballard this week too. So it'd be interesting to see how that yeah. um, Ballard mm-hmm. Carlisle game shakes out. But uh, she was one that we ran into all the time in the AU club basketball scene. Yep. So I've seen her, seen She's her good. kind of progress. And yeah, she's always been, like you said, you can tell that even at a young age, starting, probably saw her the first time in probably sixth grade. And, it's like, ah, okay, she gets it. There's a few things that definitely make sense. Mm-hmm. So, good. Well, good deal. Uh, Tony took in a lot of basketball, a lot going on your your way. What uh, what was your game of the week or stood out to you? Best game of the day yesterday at the at the River Valley Conference shootout was uh, Regina knocked off Monticello, handed them their first loss of the year. Uh, Eddie Peterson for Regina, senior guard, hit a game-winning three with as the time expired to to give them a 58-55 win. Um, Regina lost two straight to open the year and have now lot or now reeled off 12 straight wins. So uh, Paul Runquist doing a really good job with the Regals there. Uh, and then saw a school record yesterday for Cascade. Uh, Jackson Lorenz dropped 47 in a win over uh, Wilton. Uh, broke Greg McDermott's record, uh, Creighton coach. So Jackson had 47 on 17 of 22 shooting and was 10 for 12 from a three. Jeez. Yeah. Joked with, uh, joked with coach McMullen after the game that he might want to start paying me to come to every cascade game the rest of the year. I've seen that play uh, twice this year and he's averaging 41 on 71% shooting in the two games that I've seen. So uh, sharpshooting junior guard that everybody needs to to be aware of. That's the Tony Roll effect. The Tony Roll effect. I'm telling you, that is efficient right there. That's unbelievable. Um, Tony, why I got you a couple other ones. North Scott over Assumption. Did you get an opportunity to see or know anything more about that? I haven't seen anything from that one yet. Uh, that's on the docket to go back and watch this week. 
I was a little surprised going through looking at that score. And then we talked a little bit about it off air, but Iowa City getting Iowa City West getting a nice win over Linmar. Yeah, a nice five point win for West over Linmar. Um, I think Linmar's lack of depth is kind of starting to catch up to them. They're they're racking up some losses here after a really nice start to the year, but but nice win for West. Uh, they got a pretty big week coming up here. I think they've got Cedar Falls and. Uh, I think they play City High this week in a big rivalry game too. Yeah, interesting. And then one other earlier in the week. Uh... Yeah, Northland uh, losing to Alburnett. Um, just sounded like Alburnett kind of out-physicaled them. Uh, Northland's a little smaller than they have been the last few years, so uh, kind of struggle on the glass at times and aren't aren't forcing quite as many turnovers as we're used to. Um Still a juggernaut, but I think they're a little bit more vulnerable this year in 1A than they have been previously outside of uh, running into Granby Christian. That was interesting, but as we've seen so many times, too, uh, taking one on the chin a lot of times ends up helping the long-term game of everything, too, and helps you kind of get back to basics and ultimately help you. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on Northland and see what uh, see what shakes out after that, as, as we always expect to see them down here in March. Tom? Your way, game of the week. What stood out to you? What did you see that you liked? Well, we had a, a big doubleheader over at Healan on Tuesday with Healan and East boys and girls. Uh, but both games kind of went, uh, I don't know if they went the way I thought they'd go, but the East boys came out and really uh, kind of took it to Healan uh, just for four quarters, got after them. And, and East, uh, they've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of young kids, uh, three three sophomores that I think are going to be really good players. Uh Twins, Knife, and Belial Yusuf, and then uh, they have got another sophomore, Chris Loggins, that comes off the bench, and tell you what, the kid is athletic. It is, is all get out. But, uh, yeah, the, the Black Raiders uh, took down the Crusaders, 68-54. Healing girls, uh, they started the night off with a big, uh, fairly lopsided win over Reese, which kind of surprised me. I thought it would be a little closer game than it was, but as we talked earlier, the Healing girls are really solid. They're they're clicking on uh, all cylinders right now, so uh, – uh, they're a fun team to watch. Uh, this week, we've got uh, a few good games. Um, we've got uh, East is going down to play Waukee this Saturday. And so I'm looking forward to that, just to see how the uh, Raz and the boys uh, match up uh, uh, against a CIML team uh, like Waukee. Uh, MOC West Lion, another good game this week. MOC boys, West Lion boys on Tuesday night up at West Lion. And then Saturday, the Crusaders of Healing go up to Western Christian for a rematch of a five-point loss earlier this year that uh, Western handed Healing. So some good games up here at Sioux City uh, to look forward to this week. That's good. Definitely uh, definitely getting into the thick of things here this year. Can you speak to any – is there is there any Twitter beef going on up in Sioux City? Can you speak to any of that? No, no. Everyone in Sioux City gets along really, really well and – any, any kind of banter you might see on Twitter is just all good-natured fun, jabbing, uh, you know, guys that are probably going to go out and have a little Dairy Queen afterwards. And and uh, so and now just some just some good-natured fun on Twitter this week, but it, I just laugh it off. That's good. That's fun. I um, noticed it all the way down here that there was some fun going on. So I know. That's, you actually uh, you, you pointed it out to me. So. Yeah. Well, and it was just kind of the timing, you know, of me jumping yeah. on and seeing what's going on, which, hey, I, if we can keep it at that and have fun and 
make these rivalries even more fun and let's do it um and it sounds like maybe you're on the hook for some sneakies or what's the deal did you you, you know that out with Raz? I, I could be on the hook for sneakies but uh i mean Raz is he's got a, he's got a charge account out there anyway so uh it's all good there you go yeah it all goes around comes around well right. good good deal all right well with that kind of taking a look at how the week went um we've talked a little bit about it we talked about it off air but doug i'm coming your way because we need three a pick of the week you've been on this healing versus everybody but after dropping two this week for the crusaders are you are you still healing versus everybody doug or who do you got this week in your three a pick of the week they are making it really really hard on me to stay with the crusaders and i was kind of doing a little research here and i really like waverly They've lost, they lost their first two games of the year to Xavier and Clear Lake, and they haven't lost since. And I don't know if they're going to lose again the rest of the regular season. So I am going to jump off the Crusaders bandwagon, and I am going with the Gohawks. Waverly, Shell Rock, Gohawks will be your 3A state champs. I like it. I really do. We've talked about them a couple times here, and obviously Coach Staggy and what he has done with that program over the years and so a team that knows how to win and there's some buy-in one thing i noticed just looking at their stats they're they're led by seniors and there's a couple brothers i believe uh one's a junior one's a senior noah and luke frazzle um they're both leading scorers and the rest of the guys are all seniors so um when you get down to the state tournament and you got seniors that's uh it's going to take your ways that is always a differentiator and so Plus a little frazzle dazzle, I guess, wouldn't be a bad thing either. <laughs> All right. Uh Doug's three A pick of the week. We're going Go Hawks. Larson, I'm going your way. We got we need a little story time here with Uncle Larson. What uh what either stood out to you as something you really liked or really just grinded your gears this week that uh you want to bring up and, and share with us on the pod? Here here's what I was thinking about this week in order to share with with young coaches that I wish somebody would have told me. The um, the schedule in basketball season can get so crazy with these games getting canceled. Then all of a sudden you'll play four games in one week. I will just tell you, it seems like every year the cream rises to the top. And that's all just part of the journey. And good teams, when they have that kind of adversity and play four games a week, come find a way to win. Teams that aren't so good will lose two and win two, but they probably would have done that even if they weren't playing them all in one week. And so um, I guess my my reflection on that was, man, I spent way too much time stressing about those kind of things. Like, oh my gosh, watching the weather and how, what are we going to do? Instead of, I, I honestly think in a basketball season, you just got to roll with the punches. And then I think some of that even goes along with the rankings, you know, and I know Tony does it for his website. And I think it's fun to talk about, and, you know, now we have the statewide rankings. But at the end of the year, everybody makes the basketball tournament. So it's not like football where you got to be. Everyone's going to have their chance to prove that they're the best team in the tournament. And, and, and let's be honest, the tournament's not always won by the best team. But everyone's going to get their crack. And so the goal is to be playing great in six weeks. Figure out how to do it. No, I agree. That's good. I mean, it's... Uh... Obviously, you know, you've been there a little easier said than done when you're in the moment yeah. trying to trying to take a deep breath and not worry about everything that you, you can worry about. And 
and not worrying takes practice too. you know, being able to mentally say, Hey, we're just going to deal with what's in front of us and make the most of it. And, you it, know, play, play your best basketball, but also we need to get that home court advantage. <laughs> you, you are so right though. When you say that it does get easier, the older you get and the more experiences you have. However, that's also what I think some really good athletes do and some really good coaches in the moment, they can, they find a way to keep that calm and keep the peace. Um, and in basketball, that's such an important part of it. And so I, I just think, uh, Whenever there's adversity or and, and we I, I was saying the schedule, but it could be you go on a little losing streak. You know, there's all sorts of different things that that could be happening. But when adversity hits is really when you find out the most about your team. I uh, I always used to say it. I loved when we lost because I just never wanted to, I, I became a better coach once we lost, you know, because then you dig in deeper to everything and hopefully the players do, too. So whatever that is, if you're playing in these tournaments and playing some tough teams, just uh, it's all part of that journey. And uh, it's kind of fun to see where it all balances out here over the next couple of weeks. Larson, Larson, I'm going to call BS on that. Yeah, why is that? You you <laughs> loved when you lost? Come on. Come on. I saw you I, and you did not love it. I said. You said I, okay. you loved when you yeah. said I loved it when we lost. Yeah. yeah, because I became a better coach. Rewind the tape. Yeah, no, I I, be, I loved it because I became a better coach. And a lot of things that maybe I was letting slip or that I thought were happening, I didn't address as much because it's a lot easier to get soft when you're winning. That leads into my uh, my shout-out of the week. Oh, let's See? do it. Perfect. It's just like we planned it. It seriously leads right into it. So Saturday night – Jason, last night, Jason Kleiss at Dakota Valley finally improved as a coach. He had won 62 games in a row. Uh, and, and the reason we, and I know we're a kind of an Iowa radio show, but uh, Kleiss is an Iowa guy. He's an MOC, Floyd Valley, and Morningside graduate who won 62 straight games at Dakota Valley. They finally took one on the chin last night, but that's a hell of a feat. Uh, and by a great guy and a great coach. And so I wanted to give him a shout out uh, today. And then my other second shout-out is I think we need to give a shout-out to those ADs. Uh, I don't think we've seen a complete state lose a week of basketball, basically. And those ADs that are trying to work together to reschedule and move this and move that and be flexible and work with coaches who aren't always that easy to work with because they want to have this many days off before they play a game. And uh, So a shout-out to all those ADs across the state that are working hard to get these all these games rescheduled. Yeah, that's that's it. That's a great that's a great shout out. And I know we talked about it earlier, but a little ability to think outside the box too, obviously with that Norwalk Pella being able to just flip flop. Like it's it's not that not that difficult if we just have an opportunity to, you know, communicate and get on the phone and, and make things happen and, you know, ultimately do what's best for these kids and these programs. And um Well, and did you see Brian, a couple couple schools also, like, moved up their times to, to get it in early or played the day before, which I, I think, again, all of that, especially in the world we live in now, there's plenty of communication that goes on. So good work by them. Yeah, it is. And it, it's always tricky, I feel like, when you're dealing with, like, the frigid temperatures, too, because it's, Ooh. you know, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's supposed to be sub-zero until 
noon but then it warms up and yeah so it's just like just being like i said just being able to be think outside the box a little bit and accommodate and is this going to create a little more work yes but is it ultimately better and um it's great to great to have those people in a leadership position and be able to help out everybody you know, I, else I was, I was thinking has anybody ever played two games in one day like in a high school, I know AAU, obviously they do it all the time, but has everybody ever played a morning game and then a night game? I don't think so. Nobody? I, not that I know. Yeah. Noah. yeah but I mean, you're right, Doug, they do it all the time when, you know, in a, in, in April, March and April, they're going to be doing playing six games in two days. I mean, if you had somebody, if you played Pella Christian at 11 o'clock and then you came over and played Pella at six, I mean, that'd be a tough day and tough turnaround, but kids would do it. You know that coaches would probably be the, the ones that would be complaining about it. That's kind of goes along with what I was trying to say though, Doug, like sometimes all of these games are just trying to learn and grow with your team. And so like that, that's a little bit what I was getting at saying, just play who's in front of you and roll with it. I had that this weekend, actually, when my second grade daughter playing in a third grade tournament and we played four games over the weekend at second grade girls basketball and then got into the fourth game and are, are these going to be second graders or are these third graders or i'm like we're going to play whoever shows up in front of us that's who we're going to play and we're just going to figure out if we can score that's our only our only goal here so but get one percent better and uh the weekend was a success oh it was fun though Tony, let's go your way. I know you you mentioned kind of it's almost getting two Monaco minutes in. You mentioned earlier, but uh, who do you have as your official Monaco minute? Let's go with uh, Michael Martin, senior guard for Regina. Um, six two two way guard who who plays really good on ball defense um, and is shooting the lights out for for the Regals so far this year. Uh, averaging eighteen points, shooting forty six percent from behind the arc, and has. Uh, Giving Paul Runquist a, a senior leader there for the Regals, uh, who have won 12 straight. So Michael Martin from Regina this week. Michael Martin, there you go. Tony's monocle minute. Keep an eye on him and see how. Again, it's we talked about Waverly's Shell Rock losing a couple early, Regina losing a couple early, figuring it out. They have kids, they have pedigree, they have the coaching staff. Um, two programs that draw some similarities that'll be fun to keep an eye on here as we move into February. Um, okay, let's go this week then, turning the hands ahead here a little bit, looking forward to. Doug, what are you looking forward to this week? I'm actually interested to see how good DCG is. I haven't seen them. They actually play Pella Christian on Monday. Um, so I'm going to slide on over there and uh see see what the uh how dcg is and uh that'll be a tough one for Pella christian um but uh i'm curious to see how uh how those how they are yeah it'll be interesting to see how Pella christian size uh what they're able to do um to try to cause some fits and give them a chance in that one larson what uh what game do you have circled or what are you looking forward to this week norwalk has four games this week actually and so uh they are going to be busy we're going to see a lot Saturday is the kind of one to have circled. They do play Ames. Uh, I think Norwalk and DCG, especially this year, obviously Indianola is a little bit down. But in the Little Hawkeye, those crossover games where they're playing some CIML teams, um, it's always really big for these Little Hawkeye teams. So so that one will 
catch my attention. And then uh, just on a, on a side note, just a couple big games that I, I think uh, uh, for, for some of the ranked teams around Norwell or um, around 3A, uh, Clear Lake plays Humboldt, who's 9-2, and two, and Clear Lake's obviously number one and undefeated. And then um, I think we, we talked about it. Solon plays Marion on Tuesday, and that uh, I think a, a couple really big games in 3A. The last thing I wanted to just kind of – you were just talking about some of those teams that, that maybe got off to a little, little slower start. Another one to add to that list is Dubuque Wallert. Um, I heard, and Tony could probably add to this, but I heard they have a really young team. They've won four of their last five in their last three in a row and um, obviously play in a really tough league. So I just think that's one that we should uh, mention as well. Add them to the list, another, another one to keep an eye on. Uh, Tony, let's go your way. What uh, what do you got circled? What are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, interesting one on Monday. West Burlington will go to Winfield Mount Union uh, in a Southeast Iowa Super Conference game. Uh, the 2A committee has been struggling with what to do with West Burlington, um, so I'm looking forward to, to getting my eyes on them and seeing if they're actually legit or not. Uh, Winfield has a couple of a Division One football players, so it'll be tough and physical. And I think they're ranked number three in in one A right now, so should be a good game there. And then a big one on Saturday over in Waukee uh, as the return trip of the MVCC IML Showdown. We've got Kennedy and Valley playing on Saturday afternoon at one thirty. So if you're looking for something to do in the Des Moines area on Saturday afternoon, head over to Waukee. Yeah, that one is going to be special. That should be a lot of fun. I mean, that's kind of, we've talked about it. Like, all right, we want to see how good is Kennedy? How does it compare? And so we get an opportunity with them facing Valley. And uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. With, th- with that event going on out in Waukee, that Saturday is also Drake, you and I. And so our, our town here is going to be buzzing with some hoops on Saturday. So that should be... Uh, should be a lot of fun some high level basketball this weekend looking forward to it uh tommy you, you kind of mentioned a little bit about your area uh, earlier as far as some games to preview but what else um you got circled up your way for a game of the week or to keep an eye on well i i wouldn't say it's not a game of the week but a team of the week that i just kind of want to mention that's having a i mean that might be the most improved team in the state i mean you're not going to probably see him at the state tournament but council boss thomas jefferson's nine and two uh, they've, I mean, it's, it was, I don't want to say it was a guaranteed win whenever he had TJ on the schedule, uh, for a long time, but they've really improved this year. Uh, they've got, uh, Sergeant Bluff Tuesday and, uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to check them out here in the next, Healand has, they've had theirs, uh, snowed out with them so far. So I haven't had a chance to see them in person, but I'm looking forward to seeing a TJ team. That's uh, much improved. Yeah. You know, a, wow. a lot of times we only talk about the teams that everybody hears about, but, uh, you know, the the team like this is stuck together and now having some success. It's gonna it's kind of fun to watch. It is. It's good to good to know and good to see some success that comes in all forms. And one that I have actually circled here on the girls' side that maybe you can help me out with too, Tom. Sioux City East, Sioux City West. Girls should be a pretty decent matchup this week, right? Should be should be a good matchup. Uh, you know, East uh struggled really badly against Helan and then they bounced back with a big win. Uh this weekend over Lamar's. I mean, they kind of pummeled the Lamar's girls this weekend. Uh, they've got a loads of talent. And uh, I mean, when they, when they get it clicking, they're, they're pretty good. And so, uh, but Betsy uh, Betcher over at uh, West High does a great job. So that, that, that'll be a good game. Uh, East and West girls. 
Yeah, I saw that one kind of flipping through. I thought, I'm like, oh, this that looks like it'd be a good matchup. Obviously, you throw in a little crosstown rivalry, it always makes it fun. Um, I also have on the girls' side, Dowling Ankeny will be a good matchup uh, for the girls' side that I'm kind of looking forward to this week. And then um, Algona girls play the Humboldt girls as well. And um, what's a, a top 15, top 10 matchup there uh, between those two programs. And so I'll be anxious to see kind of how that shakes out on the girls' side as well. And so a lot of games, a lot of games to keep an eye on this week, a lot of basketball going on. Um, should be a lot of fun. Give us even more things to talk about when we when we circle back up next week. Uh, real quick, Doug, storming the court. Do we allow it? Yes. What's your thoughts on it? Go for it. I think it's great. They need to figure something out, though, to keep the coaches and the players by the benches. Get the people on the on the on the court. I'm all for it. All right. I'm going to be in the minority here, guys. I'm all for storming the court, too. But I know we live in Iowa and. We all we all love Caitlin, but she was like sprinting off the floor. If she had just been walking like everybody else, it looked like my elementary school. That's why we say don't run in the hallways. It was an unfortunate collision. No ill. Yeah, I mean, no ill. No. No. But if they're gonna make a big deal, I mean, she if she would have just been walking, nothing. It wouldn't even happen. It was a little interesting when I went back and watched the video because it does almost look like yeah, she kind of like darted like she was like i gotta get out of here type of mentality yeah. and it, yeah it definitely didn't work in her in her favor but uh yeah that fortunately that was all that had happened with it i mean could you imagine i mean if, if she he, actually got her storming the court would would be over like they would no more you lose a superstar like that well again it was just talked about two weeks ago by uh matt painter after the uh, nebraska purdue oh. game and he he warned. He says somebody's going to get hurt doing this, and then uh, she almost did. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's something that uh, after the season that they put something in. Yeah. Have you guys ever been a part of a court storming? I stormed the fence at the Iowa State Iowa game one time, but that was even before the game started, so that didn't count. <laughs> the fence. <laughs> yeah. How did hey. how how did that work? You were outside. You were on the hill at Jack Trice, no, we, or what? We, the the line was going. Slow. So everyone just started storming the fence before, you know, the fence fell down. That's funny. I was at the oh. Iowa-Minnesota game when they took the goalposts out of the Metrodome, but I I was didn't see it. It was no part of it, but I heard about it later. That was wild. It, and everybody <laughs> else was, like, they were, we were trapped. I remember being trapped in, like, the concourse because there was only, they only let you use Actually, this might have been post goalposts because they only let you use the two exterior exits in the Metrodome as opposed to going down all the ones that you came in. And so you could either go on the far south or the far north one. And so everyone like felt trapped in there. It was it is a little scary, but uh, it's about as good as it gets, I think, for my storm court and days. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting situation today that, like I said, could make a big impact. I got, I got, a, I forgot one other thing from last week that I, I know I had texted the group. Shout out to Valley, uh, had having their throwback night with their band and good job out of their band director. We need more throwback nights. Get the band playing. It, uh, they, they had some videos of it. I obviously wasn't at the game, but that is what everyone needs is to have a pep band and, and get the, get the feel of the gym going. 
that was cool. I saw it. I mean, they were all the way up like that entire mm -hmm. section, floor to ceiling uh, with the band in there. And so that was definitely cool to add to that, too. I will say um, Saturday at the Drake men's game, um, Drake's pep band actually invited Algona's high school pep band down to join theirs. Um, okay. So that's kind of cool. It's something, I mean, another yeah. way to just get those kids involved and get them an opportunity to come down and obviously doubled the size of the band that was there. It's, you know, it's no different than getting an opportunity to come play at halftime or whatever it is. Right. Like bring those bands in and let's go, let's make it fun again. So gotta have the band. I love, I wish we, had, I wish that was still more of a, uh, just a common practice. So come to Sioux city bands play every home game. Really? Absolutely. They, we we used to have in Algona. They used to bring out had a kid in the in the front with a full drum set, just doing had the had the whole deal, man. That thing was thumping. It was it was always a lot of fun when when they were there. It definitely adds to the atmosphere and the environment, and uh, makes it a It'd lot be really of fun. Fun if they didn't like at least at least Friday nights, right? So maybe Tuesday nights are not, but it, it, I just I think it makes for a really great atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, last thing, we'll get out of here, Doug. We got to get these coaches off the court. What's the best way? Jeez, tee them up. It's getting out of hand. I mean, really, every college coach now thinks they need every they need to be two feet out on the court when they're playing. It's it's getting out of control. And now, what's going to happen is high school coaches will start doing the same thing. You'll see it um, this week. Watch the coaches will be out there every time. Every time there's a dead ball or live ball, they're going to be out on the floor. But refs need to take care of it and do it now. You got to just give them a firm warning, do it again, tee them up, take care of it. But it's, it is, it's guys like Buzz Williams and uh, Archie Miller. It's maybe they got short man syndrome. I don't know, but it's like they're playing the game. You know, they're three feet out on the court trying to play defense. Like, what are you doing? Get off the floor. Hey, I was watching Creighton and, uh, Creighton play Seton Hall, and both of them were all over the place. So, Coach McDermott's like six seven. So, don't let's not start he's, that. He's pretty. He's not out there a lot. I watch him too. He's usually pretty, pretty good about it. But if you watch Archie Miller, Sean Miller, um, Buzz Williams, you uh, hate Danny the Miller. Yep, all those little guys, the all are. the little short <laughs> little dudes out there jumping. Absolutely, all I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> right, Tommy? He couldn't agree more. <laughs> Yeah, Shortly unlike ago. Fran McCaffrey, he's the model of sideline behavior. Well, he's not on the floor, though, every single time. I mean, literally, Buzz Williams is on the floor every single oh. possession. Every Shaka. time. Shaka Smart plays great defense for the team. And you know what? Short guy. <laughs> it's so we should, bad. It's, we need, it's we cool. need to get a stat. We need an official stat of height versus time spent on the floor. Right. Let's, let's really good out. coaches though those short guys make good coaches though. let's let's figure out what it is so well uh, here's another question i got is what's what's allowable for coaches to celebrate like the the coach at texas is it rodney terry maybe is his name right so he was complaining down. That, he was so. complaining that central florida i think it was central florida yeah um Horns they down. were you know jumping around and and then they beat somebody, and he's jumping around like he won the championship. Okay, which is it? Can you celebrate or not celebrate? My my thing with the horns down is if you don't want if 
if you're so offended by horns down, then you can't do horns up. Like you can't have it both ways. Like you can't hit them with the horns and then be pissed if someone hits you with horns down. You know, like it's right. one or the other. It's, you know, it's like, okay, well, you don't just walk around giving everybody the middle finger because you get pissed when someone does it to you type of deal, you know? So, right. It just, if the other coach celebrates after a guy hits a three or a big shot, that's what's, what's the big deal? It seems like everybody gets all mad when the coach jumps up and celebrates. It's like, well, his team did, did what they were supposed to do and he celebrated. Chill out. Good stuff. All right, fellas. That was, uh, we said we we're going to keep it efficient tonight. I think we did that. Good job. Let's go into another week. Full week. Weather looks good. Let's get all these games in. Let's get caught back up. Let's touch base next week. As always, shoot or shoot.